I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This dark thing was not a good person. Our daughter, she's in sheer terror. He will pitch a fit. You got a lot of activity. The women here, he wants to kill them. He stands by the foot of my bed. It's like a stalker. Both of their children died. Uh, it hurts like here. We can't live like this any longer. This person might have been a serial killer. They're being watched. My name is Amy Allen. This thing likes death. I see dead people. This seems like a monster. I speak to dead people. And he's pissed off now. And they speak to me. His head was cracked. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. This guy was murdered. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. I cannot help you unless I know the whole story. And I know every person, every house has secrets. You saw her? It's my job to reveal them. Why would you stay here? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Stop it. We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's happening. Or time to get out. Amy and I never cross paths during an investigation. I interview living witnesses and look for dark secrets buried in the property's past while Amy communicates with the dead. I'm in Manchester, Connecticut, just east of Hartford. I received a call from a man named Tom. He's an ordained minister, a man of God. He doesn't want to believe there's evil in his home, but he says he can't deny it at this point. He says whatever's there is ripping his family apart and that Amy and I are his last hope. Before Amy arrives, I look for anything that could influence her findings. 
This home has a lot of family photographs and children's toys, so it's important that I cover or remove them. When I'm done, the location will be ready for tonight's walk. There is this little girl. She's freaking out and crying and panicking, and she's lost in the woods. She's running from someone, and she's very scared. She knows that if he catches her, he's going to hurt her. I mean, I know he gets her. Is this how she died? Definitely. Tom, I'm glad I'm here, because when we spoke, you sounded pretty stressed out on the phone. Yeah, there's been a lot of pretty intense things going on here. Our daughter uh, wakes up in the middle of the night screaming for us, and um, my wife will go into her room and, and sleep with her to comfort her. You know, as a father, it's got to be pretty tough. The look in her face, just the sheer terror, it's painful to watch her struggle. What kind of things are you experiencing here? Uh, we hear uh, footsteps, we've seen shadow figures, we've seen apparitions in the house, we've, we hear things moving on their own. Uh, a whole variety of things are going on here. Now, I understand you're an ordained minister. Yes, I am, yeah. So have you done blessings on the house yourself? I've done numerous blessings, um, you know, both prayers and holy water, and it just doesn't stop. What are you hoping we can do for you guys? We've gone as far as we can on our own, and, and we really need a solution to this. We can't live like this any longer. Uh, there's a guy down there. He's uh, angry, and he's really trying to make me scared of him. He's saying, don't come down here, get away from me. He only comes down here when they're trying to get rid of him. Like, he wants to hide. When he comes down here, he will pitch a fit. He's got kind of a dark side. This is bad. So, Tom, why'd you bring me up into this room? It just gives off a very oppressive feeling. We try not even to come down in this part of the house at night. Tom, I get that you have a feeling in this place, but what about specific experiences? I was uh, painting my daughter's playroom, and I was facing out into the room. At that time, I saw a big, solid black mass moving down the wall. It was much taller than I and broader than I. It couldn't have been like a headlight or any kind of reflection of anything? It was snowing that particular day, so there wasn't really a situation to create a shadow like that. I was stunned. Are there any other experiences in this part of the house? At night, I've heard heavy objects moving, it sounds like, across my desk. So I wait till the morning. I come here and look at the desk to see if anything had been moved, actually, and, and nothing had moved. Why don't you come in here and see what's going on? Whatever it is, I know that it's not a physical thing. It's something that I'm not equipped to deal with. This is wrong. There's a lot of problems here, specifically in this area. The man I encountered in the basement spends most of his time upstairs in this area. He hates living people in his space and has disturbing ways of showing it. There's a lot of bothering going on. Can, can you talk about what he does up here that might disturb people? I'm hearing like stuff sliding across the floor, like hearing furniture moving. He will really go nuts. What's going on in here? I got in bed, and when I turned over facing this way, there was two girls standing on the side of my bed. I was absolutely terrified. So I kicked out with my leg, and when I kicked out, they dissipated. Describe them for me. They were bluish. 
They were wearing old-fashioned dresses with lace collars. There's so much stuff going on here that I, I started keeping a ghost log on it. Okay, can I take a look at it? This is it? That's it. You got a lot of activity. Two months later, my daughter had a friend sleep over, and she had a strange dream. And she said, in this dream, three girls came to her, and they were wearing old-fashioned dresses with lace collars. And I was just stunned because I didn't, I didn't tell Allison about that. I obviously didn't tell the friend about it. And I called you guys the very next day. And now, in your opinion, do you think this stuff would ever see it could be dangerous to your family? It's quite possible. I don't like him. He makes me feel sick. He's showing me himself as this, like, creepy, sinister guy. And that was to try to scare me off so I wouldn't bother him. Do you know if he can do that to other people? Yes, he can. He can read their minds. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Joanne, I was talking to your husband, and uh, he was telling me you guys are having a pretty rough time here. And how are you handling all this? I imagine for my child, safe family, safe home, where she can be happy. She's having a hard time going upstairs by herself. She doesn't go to bed by herself. It is affecting how she grows. And as a person with hard childhood, I want to make sure that my child will be safe. One thing I've learned working with Amy is that unexplained activity can also be caused by the living, not just the dead. So when a witness tells me she's had a hard life, I need more details. Joanna, where are you actually from? What country are you from? I'm from Poland. Okay. My father worked uh, with the government, and he was involved with police. 
Russians cooperating with our government. That's my father. What did he do for the government? He would be the part of spying on people or trying to get rid of everybody who's in his way. But my mom was opposite side of the politics, which was people trying to be free, fighting for um, democracy. And my father, I think he had anger issue or something because I saw him putting gun against her head. So you watched your father threaten your mother with a gun to her head? Yes. How do you talk to him at all? They divorced when I was 18. And after that, I really didn't keep in touch with him. I don't even know if he's alive, to be honest. There's this guy. He's kind of stocky. He is some kind of, like, cop or investigator. Just a real tough, rough dude. He's looking over things all the time. He's constantly on patrol. Do you know when he died? In the last 20 years. And I'm getting that he was some kind of grandfather figure or father figure. Someone that's here now? Yes. He loves them, but I think there's like times where he's seeing things happening here in the house that, that he doesn't agree with or doesn't like, and that's when he'll sometimes just snap. Does he express that in any way? He might influence you, like to feel angry for no reason. And then I just see like black and yelling, which is his temper. Why don't you tell me what you've been experiencing in the house? This uh, four lights we have here. Three of them, I unscrewed the bulbs because it's too much for us for okay. every day. And we were sitting at the table and three of them went on. And I'm thinking, that's not possible. And then they went off. And those three were still unscrewed after. So how far do you keep them loose? A couple of turns? All the way loose. They're not in at all, almost. Okay. But the most disturbing was actually a couple of weeks ago. I went to bed with my daughter, and at midnight, somebody woke me up, touching my shoulder. And I thought it was Tom, but there was nobody there. And if this is what wakes her up in the middle of the night, then I understand why she always makes sure, Mommy, will you stay with me all night? I see this, like, black thing in life, it was a young man. And now it's like turning into a stalky, shadowy thing. He doesn't care um, about personal boundaries. It's like a stalker. This weird, dark thing is not good. <laughs> was not a good person. Like, I think that this person might have been a serial killer. Allison, uh, Mom and Dad say you're having a tough time in here. Yeah. Are you seeing things they said? In my dreams, I see people. First, I was afraid of the dark, but then I was afraid of the ghost. A ghost? Like a, a man? Yes. Is he an older man, older than me? No. 
He's younger than me. Okay. What does he do? He just stands by the foot of my bed. Does he stare at you? Yeah. Does he scare you? We're going to try to figure out what's going on here, okay? So this man doesn't come visit you anymore. Yes. I see the little girl, yes. She's a living person. And there's a dead little girl here as well. I know she was murdered by the dark thing, the stalker. She's here to warn the living about him. Do you know if the living girl has had any experiences with the stalker? I think so, yes. I think she might have dreams. I, I don't know if he's around with her in her nightmares or if she's woken up and seen something in her room. He's really good at what he does, which is watching. But he's also dangerous. Oh, yeah. I think he killed the dead girl. And I think he wants to kill this girl. I'm at the local library to see what else I can uncover about my client's property. Searching through old deeds, I discovered the original owner was a guy named James Landfield. But what really catches my eye is an article about his wife, who died of a pulmonary disease when she was only 25. Now that I know a 25-year-old woman died on the property I'm investigating, I need to find out what happened. So I've reached out to a local historian who told me her death was just the beginning of a long, tragic story for the Landfair family. Mary Landfair lived on the property that you're investigating. She and her husband, James, had two children, Ella and Cora. Okay. He was a farmer and a manufacturer, and they were pretty well-to-do. Okay. It sounds like she died from a pulmonary disease. Tuberculosis was a very painful way to go. So now what happens to James after his wife dies with two kids? Strangely enough, five months later, James remarried a woman by the name of Harriet. This is an announcement of the marriage. Five months later? Yes. He didn't waste much time, did he? Maybe he knew her. We don't know. So he had two kids with his wife who passed. Now he gets remarried. Does he have any kids with her? Unfortunately, both of their children died. Two little boys. The first one died on the day he was born. And the next one was stillborn. Very sad. You know, Susan, this guy didn't have an easy go with things. I mean, he loses his young wife. Mm. Then he remarries and loses two kids with, looks like, within a year of each other. And then it gets worse. The next year, in 1860, James and Harriet were charged with child abuse. Child abuse? Yes. Do you know any details about that case? All I know is that it was quite a scandal in Manchester, and it, it did go to trial. A stalker has, like, an ease about him. Do you have any idea about his life? He's, like, really quiet and he's always watching. He goes all over the house, so I'm thinking that he lived here. What does he want to do to the living? Well, with the women here, he wants to kill them. Look, I'm no expert on 19th century law, but for someone to get charged with child abuse case back in the 1860s, it had to be pretty bad. 
I'm on my way to meet with a retired police sergeant who's done a lot of research on this case. John, thanks for meeting me. James and Harriet Lanfear, mm -hmm. they got brought up on charges of child abuse. So what were you able to find out? I was lucky enough to get one article from the newspaper that mentioned it. John, let me ask you a question. It's 1860. Were there a lot of cases even brought to trial? This is unheard of. It just doesn't happen. And make it even more interesting is the people who's bringing the complaint. It's his own family. This is a very well-respected family in town. This is a time period where everybody's family business was their own and no one else's. So the abuse had to have been horrendous. All right, so she got a severe whipping and an application of a hot flat iron in one of the child's limbs. That's pretty bad. Do you think the fact that she was a female and 10 years old is the reason that the case was brought against them? I think it was the iron. That is not common to burn a child. John, let me ask you, what was their defense? Well, their defense was they were trying to raise their children not to be stubborn. So now what wound up happening at the trial? In the trial, they were acquitted. Whoa. There are a lot of issues with the stairs. This sneaky stalker guy wants to hurt women and push them down the stairs. He wants to harm females here. On two occasions, I felt that from him. I kind of felt the urge to throw myself down the stairs, like, kind of made me feel that way. In my research, I also came across another family that lived on Tom and Joanna's property, the Coleman's. What struck me odd was how many family members died at a young age. I've managed to track down a descendant who says his family suffered more than death in that house. Well, Dennis, thanks for meeting me, but let me ask you a question. Why here in this church? Thomas Coleman's whole life revolved around this church. This church, okay. What's your relationship to Thomas Coleman? Thomas Coleman was the uncle of my grandmother. Okay. Now, what can you tell me about him? He was an immigrant that came from Derry, Ireland in 1881. Okay. And he was able to buy the land that you're talking about from his father-in-law. Okay. You know, Dennis, what I found interesting was that um, there was a lot of debts associated with Thomas Coleman's family. There was. Uh, he had an infant son in 1892 that died. His wife died young of a heart attack. Okay. You mentioned on the phone that it was more than death as far as tragedy for this family. Yes. Thomas's oldest son, Thomas, married his first cousin. And it was a rule of the church that you did not marry your first cousin. So Thomas Sr. disowned his son. Wow. So that's pretty, pretty sad. Yes. But Thomas also had children that were very devoted to him. One of them was Edward. Edward was the apple of his father's eye. They were very close. They were both firemen. He was the next oldest son. But he also died at a very young age of 43. Wow, that's pretty tragic. It says uh, kidney failure? Kidney and, and heart failure. 
he suffered over the last couple years of his life. Okay. And this guy in the basement, he felt very, very ill. The angry guy from the basement has come out of hiding, and he wants me to feel his pain, the pain he felt when he was dying. And it hurt, and it, and it hurts like here, really bad. Like this is like, he's like, he's even like that. Can you tell anything about who he was when he was alive? I think he lived here. He was a pretty private guy, pretty introverted, um, seems pretty educated, um, got sick in his 40s. His life was met with darkness and tragedy. Oh, this is bad. I'm having a sketch artist draw the two entities who stood out the most from my walk. First, the tough older man. He's white, heavy set. He had gray hair that was receding back like a widow's peak. Okay. Next, I described the dark figure I saw in the little girl's room. She's probably like five or something. And she's in the bed. And then there's a little girl here who's much younger, and she's wearing a little dress. And there's like this weird black thing behind her. Is that what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Tom and Joanna. They've been living here about eight years. Tom is pretty anxious about the stuff that's going on here. Joanna gets absolutely no sleep. The activity in this house is so bad, it's actually tearing them apart. But their biggest concern is their eight-year-old daughter, Allison, who's actually afraid to go anywhere in this house alone. So. With that being said, I'm going to ask Amy to tell us a little bit about her walk. When I walked in the basement, I saw this entity. He was very angry, depressed, and apparently used to live here. One of the things with him was the pain I kept feeling in my stomach, and it felt like an illness, and I felt sick. It took a long time before he died. Any idea how old this guy might have been? 45. Wow, okay. One guy that comes to mind for me that actually lived in this property here was a guy by the name of Edward Coleman. He was a fireman. I actually have a photo of him. He died in his early 40s. I got his death certificate here. He basically died from kidney and heart failure. When you mentioned pain in the stomach, mm -hmm. one of the symptoms of the kidney failure is a swelling of the stomach and cramps. You know, you mentioned that he was depressed. His uh, older brother married his first cousin. 
and it tore the family apart. What this person likes to do is just be left alone. When he's not left alone, he'll get upset. The main place where he hangs out is actually upstairs by the bathroom and the office areas. There's a lot of problems here, specifically in this area. I'm hearing like stuff sliding across the floor, like hearing furniture moving. He will really go nuts. When we have to walk past what's my office now, on two occasions it sounded like something heavy sliding across the desk. And I was too uncomfortable with that room to begin with, and I didn't want to open the door and look, see what was going on. And why do you not like that room to begin with? It's just a very heavy feeling, very oppressive feeling in that room. It, it just physically makes you uncomfortable. You know, this house just has a lot of sadness to it. What else did you see? I met this other man. He was in, in his 60s. Uh, he was like a stocky guy. And he's like a tough guy, like a cop. He was constantly on patrol. And he had a short temper. He is somebody who recently died within the last 20 years. I felt like he was a father, a grandfather to somebody who lives here. I don't know if he's alive or not, but my father was a cop and he had a temper. And one time he would take gun and put to my mom's head. And he would say that I teach you lesson or something like that. He didn't use it, but I saw him being capable. I tried looking into Joanna's father's history, but she hadn't spoken to him in almost 30 years. And KGB records are pretty hard to come by. So unfortunately, I couldn't confirm if he's alive or dead. I didn't think I was going to need it, but I have the photo of your father. That's Joanna. That's her father right there. Could that be him? I did do a sketch of him. Wow. Looks pretty good to me. I mean, I don't want to see my father in that sketch, I guess. I don't want to admit that I might see it. But I, I could see the lips, the narrow and tight lips, and the forehead. I remember forehead lines on him. He's not the kind of guy that we'd want to see around here. But why he would hang here around? Trying to protect. Given their traumatic relationship, I'm not surprised Joanna's dad is here. The dead don't just form attachments to locations, but to the people who are the most important to them. What is he protecting? I mean, he never protected me as a child. I did feel a lot of conflicting emotions from him. Guilt? Yeah, yeah, definitely but he's not happy with the choices you made in life. Also, I felt that he could influence moods. He has very strong emotions and you can feel them. You will feel that anger for no reason or feel a sense of dissatisfaction with your life for no reason. Do you guys ever feel that way? I used to be 
much gentler soul. Since we've lived here, I'm much more explosive and moody and, and angry. Now, was he like that in life? Yeah, so he never was satisfied with anything, having enough, owning enough, hurting enough, and then angry about it. To me, to think that it would be someone like him here makes me really angry. There might be a, a definite reason why he's here. I saw an entity I was afraid of. He might have lived here. I felt that this entity was dangerous and all over this house. The problem with him is that he doesn't have boundaries. He also hates women. Uh, when he was alive, he did harm them, both grown women and young women. You know, you mentioned the guy you saw uh, liked to hurt girls. Let me tell you about this guy, James Lanfield. He uh, lived on the property here back in the 1850s and the 1860s. He and his wife went on trial for severely beating their 10-year-old daughter. Which, I have an article here that talks about it. Now, it was so bad that his own family members turned him in. I'm not making excuses for the guy. He did have a tough life. He did lose two infant kids, a childbirth. And he lost his first wife. She dies from tuberculosis at the age of 25. Did you get anything else on this guy at all? He has uh, extremely bad intentions. I was watching through the eyes of a little girl that he was stalking and then murdered. I mean, I got no proof of any of that. But don't forget, mid-1800s, how hard is it to chase somebody down, kill him, bury him? This was a pretty isolated part of town. Really time. isolated. He was so filled with negativity that he is turning into kind of like a dark mass. And I think that's how people see him. He's just evil. Now, you saw the shadow figure in your daughter's playroom, right? Yeah, I was in the closet painting facing out to the room, and I just looked up and I saw a black mass moving down the wall. That was disturbing. I had never seen that here before. Do you think it's this guy? More than likely. I did do a sketch of something that I saw upstairs. Can you describe what's going on in the sketch? That's their daughter. Okay, so who's this kid? This is the little girl that he murdered. So the shadow he saw is probably this, this guy? Yeah, I think so. I saw the exact same thing. No arms, no limbs, just a shape with pronounced area where the head would be. I didn't see it, but the night that I slept with my daughter, around midnight, somebody just touched my shoulder. Let me show you a picture of the reason we're here. This is Allison. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. She always had said that, you know, something standing at the foot of her bed when she sleeps. She's always been frightened up there. And she had said that, you know, sometimes 
a man will come stand at the foot of my bed, sometimes a woman and sometimes a child. Do me a favor. Just tell her about the, the two kids when you were in the bed. Tell her about that incident. One night I went to bed and I turned to my left towards the door and there's two apparitions of two girls standing right next to the bed. And uh, they're wearing old-fashioned dress, like almost like calico and lace collars. Wow. So why would they why would they come to me and my daughter? His victims are coming to her to try to warn her and you. I am very nervous about this man. He's very dark and he is very capable of very bad things. He wants to continue doing what he started doing in life. His intentions are to kill. Who's he looking to kill? Your daughter. You have this person who is a sociopath and he is stalking his prey. So he is excited, he's happy. Can it hurt Allison or yes. anybody else? I think so, yes. So you think it's just a matter of time before something happens? Yes, I do. You got a problem here. Well, I realize this was a tough night for you guys and some upsetting news that you weren't expecting, but we still haven't answered your most pressing question. Is it safe for Allison to grow up here? So for that, I'm going to turn it over to my partner, Amy, and uh, see what she has to say. One of the things that occurred to me after the investigation was the possibility that Allison is a very strong medium. She may have attracted this guy to her. And because she's the type of person that he in life may have stalked, he is now stalking her. It's not her fault. It's just something she has. What's your religion? An ordained minister non-denominational. One of the things that I would like to see happen is for you and your daughter to go to your church and to talk to your pastor. Because you do need to have an exorcist perform a ritual to remove him. Because he is so evil and because he is so strong, once that's done and he's kicked out, it's very likely that all of the victims will leave because their job is done. So will the exorcism get rid of the firemen? No. So here's what you would need to do to get rid of the firemen. Perform the real basic cleansing while you're doing the cleansing. You're telling him to leave. He's not welcomed. He's not wanted through the entire house from the basement to the attic. What about Joanna's dad? One thing that I would ask you to do is to write a letter to your father about everything how you felt he treated you, how he, you felt he treated your mother, the things you saw, how it made you feel. Then one night, while you're alone in the house, read it. And then at the end, tell him to now leave you alone in peace. Maybe he needs to hear it, to leave. I just feel very helpless through the whole thing, you know? I you know, feel that if my faith was stronger, that maybe some of this would 
would not be the way it is. Just feel my, my way is lost a little bit, that's all. In this situation, you need to help your daughter. And it sucks that you feel the way you do, but as a man of this home and this family, you have to buck up, you gotta be strong for your daughter. You need to help her and your wife get through this. There is love here. That's your faith. That's your motivator. Yeah. I believe. I understand Tom and Joanna's fears. When you're dealing with such a dangerous entity, it's terrifying. But I believe if they follow my advice, they can protect Allison and themselves from the evil inside their home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.